Welcome to the What's Up Downtown podcast. I'm Jenna. And I'm Nate. Today on What's Up Downtown, we will be talking about one of our upcoming events, Jazz Weekend. It's our seventh annual Jazz Weekend, and this year it runs September 6th through the 9th. We have 33 performances total happening all around downtown St. Charles, set between 16 different venues for brunch, dinner, and late night entertainment. This year's venues include Rock City Grill, Francesca's by the River, Baker Memorial United Methodist Church, The Filling Station Pub and Grill, The House Pub, McNally's Traditional Irish Pub, First Street Plaza, Vintage 53 Wine Bar, The Wine Exchange, The Finery and Blacksmith Bar, Eden on the River, and The Office Dining and Spirits. The venues will host a variety of performances from jazz soloists to trios and many, many more that cover a range of jazz styles for their in-house guests. Three-time Grammy Award-winning saxophonist Frank Catalano will headline at the Filling Station Pub and Grill on Thursday evening and will play again at the House Pub on Friday and Saturday evening as well and also catch him on the First Street Plaza on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting event. and I know I'm excited for Thursday and Friday when I head over there, but what's even more exciting is today we have two awesome jazz artists who will be performing during Jazz Weekend. We have Jack Macklin and Riley Elmore here with Hello. us. Hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the podcast. So we are very happy to have you guys. So oh, thanks you know, for having us. <laughs> um, let's get started with some questions. So uh, this one's for both of you guys. So just tell us a little bit about yourselves. I know you you guys said you're both going to DePaul. So mm-hmm. you know that's kind of interesting. I like that. Jack, you go first. Okay. Um, I will be a sophomore at DePaul University studying jazz studies, which is a jazz guitar performance degree. We actually have a lot of performers for Jazz Weekend from DePaul University. Riley will be going to DePaul in the fall for performing arts management with the emphasis in jazz voice. But um, but I grew up in St. Charles. My family lives here, and um, I've been playing around St. Charles since I was a sophomore in high school. I started with a weekly gig at Szechuan Restaurant. <laughs> but I play. I played every Friday and Saturday night from six thirty to eight thirty. I so so remember. But um, yeah, I kind of started playing there, and then I ventured off into playing at some other places, and then um, started playing in Chicago a little bit more, and that's where I currently live. And so yeah, I've been. That's kind of what I'm. What I've been doing is just studying guitar and trying to uh, trying to grind with that a little bit more. <laughs> awesome. What about what about you, Riley? Oh. Thanks, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jack said, I'm a performing arts management or hopeful major. So basically, that's like, basically it's like what Jack's doing with jazz studies, but it has a business administration minor. And um, I don't know, I thought it was interesting. My mom definitely liked it because it had a little bit of business in it too in case, you know, she's like, well, what if you're not going to get somewhere? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, fine. Then I'll get something. And I actually like the idea of that anyway, so little bit of uh, finance and marketing oh, yeah. uh, classes and stuff like that but um yeah I'm I gotta have a jazz like focus in that a jazz vocal focus and my vocal coach and she's super cool she did my audition so I was super intimidated at first but then she's very yeah. good calming you but um yeah I grew up in Dundee which is like down the road and uh started singing in eighth grade and from then I guess I just kind of start picking up some people and getting a little bit. All right, so uh, mm-hmm. Riley, you've been singing since eighth grade. Jack, how long have you been playing guitar? Um, since third grade. Um, I think, I'm not sure what was the age in third grade, but probably like 10 years now, when 19, yeah. Um, I'd say around 10 years estimate. So for both of you, um, what is it about jazz that kind of got you started? I mean, it's not necessarily, it's not super 
you know, like a pop or mm-hmm. a country or anything like that? Like, what mm-hmm. is it about jazz that called to both of you? Well, I started playing guitar, yeah, like, like I said, in third grade. And what I played then was just like more rock and rock influence music stuff that everyone kind of knew and kind of got got me interested in playing guitar and I've been doing that type of stuff all through middle school and I still love rock music and I still love pop and all all that types of genres but in middle school I I was in a rock band and we played from music from the Chili Peppers to uh, was there an Coldplay. awesome name from that band was there a sweet band name uh, I feel like you've definitely told me. I feel like it's gonna be awesome, <laughs> or embarrassing. One I of think them. Uh, it might have been the Bad Boys. Okay, the awesome. Bad Boys. I love Perfect. it. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Bad Boys. No, that's what I always go. It's my go-to name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I played. I played in a rock bands in middle school and a little bit in high school. But um, it, I kind of got into when I got into high school. I joined the jazz band and I played guitar and I was fortunate to come to to go to a high school where there was a lot of other very talented musicians there and some of them playing on jazz weekend like Alex Murphy Mm -hmm. went to my high school and he was he was a um, a big influence and like kind of steering me into this jazz direction because I could play with him and I when I was a sophomore in high school Alex was a senior and he kind of taught me the ropes a little bit and showed me showed me a good direction to go and, and Alex is performing quite a bit during jazz yeah we are well. we, we have a performance together on the Friday of jazz weekend at the filling station but yeah uh, I kind of started to venture into jazz there because I, I saw these other musicians from my high school that were very invested into this music and um, it kind of grew a inspiration to me to to start practicing this type of music and start getting better at it because I wanted to be at the level of my peers. And so I um, I discovered that it takes a lot of <clears throat> dedication and hard work to be a jazz musician. And once and if you are a jazz musician, it makes all playing all these other types of genres very easy. And then I kind of got into fusion music and jazz. And I love rock and pop, like I said before. And I still love to play that type of music. But I think that jazz is a great way to learn it all and be able to play all the type of genres, all the genres. But that's how I kind of got into jazz and started playing. Riley, what about you? <laughs> You're perfect. This story's not like as cool. But like, um, well, like I, I started choir in like seventh grade, I think. But I didn't really take it seriously at all um my mom said I looked like I hated it like singing and stuff at concerts which I did because I just that's just how all the guys that were, old, were older than me treated it so I was like I'm gonna be cool and not like it and so <laughs> so then uh, eighth grade came along and we always had this like little festival at our school it's like called the fire arts festival or whatever and um uh, what was it? oh and um basically we had like a there was a real one and then there was a practice one which is at our school and the real one was at I can't remember what school. I think it was like in um, Crystal Lake or something. But the practice went out of school. Basically, everybody that was going to do an act got to um, practice it in front of their parents and stuff in the gym. And so I picked, I, I figured it'd be a good idea to try and do it. I was scared to death. But my uh, teacher, my eighth grade teacher, who was also the choir teacher, said, she's like, well, I picked out two songs that you might like. I picked out Luck Be a Lady and uh, Lady's a Tramp, which are two, like, jazz standards, quite like, big band standards but um which I didn't really understand that but I listened to both of them and I liked Lucky Lady better so I didn't so I just sang it I was all goofy with the fedora and stuff the whole performance <laughs> and then um <clears throat> and uh after that everyone was like hey you know you're not that bad and I was like oh thanks you know I'm 
Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I was like, well, I might as well just keep excelling. And when I was in eighth grade, I also did a musical, The Beauty and the Beast, which was pretty dope. I was LeFou. So that also oh, gave, it's a gave great me, character. That also gave me a pretty good way of wetting my like, feet into uh, performing and having a little bit of a character. And um, basically, then I, then I went to high school and I saw all the talented people. And I was like, I want to be the best musician here. Like, I was like, I wanted to get to that point. And so I sang for like my choir. And my choir teacher, Mrs. Betcher, was like, wow, that was like really good. And she's like, sing for all the other choirs. And I sang for all the other choirs. And you know, I sang the Luck Be Late song. And uh, then she's like, go sing for my husband, who Mr. Betcher, I don't know if you know him, Jack. You might, you yeah, know I know, know Mr. Betcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you did a gig with us, yeah. Yeah. And, um, he, which he's like really like known around the country for he used to play with Tony Bennett and um, a bunch of great yeah, people. Yeah, Mr. Betcher's a cat. Yeah, he went he went on tour with Phil Collins and stuff and oh, Europe. awesome. And so like he he he, he taught our um, jazz band for a while and so she had me sing for him. He's like, Oh yeah, you're pretty good. You know, he wasn't gonna like make me get too big headed, but he's like, Yeah, sing with the jazz band and stuff so I would sing with them and uh, he kinda like molded me to be better and not try to sound like I liked Frank Sinatra a lot, which I still do, but like I would like try and emulate right. his voice too much. He'd be like, why don't you just do your own thing? I'm like, yeah. okay. So eventually I got pretty good at that. And um, yeah, and then I just started liking jazz. Oh, also in middle school, I did a jazz band. And so that's also what helped me learn, learn more about jazz vocal music too, so. Awesome. Those are great stories. Both really, like a lot of information and like really kind of cool to hear mm -hmm. your backstories a little bit. Wasn't wasn't super easy. It seems like both of you kind of morphed a little bit. So definitely, we um, kind of, at least for me, I kind of uh, discovered this pathway that I never really thought that I would. That kind of led me into this um, love for music. Was uh, yeah. So which do you guys prefer then? Do you guys prefer uh, playing or singing by yourselves or with a group? I like I don't I don't honestly I don't have a preference. I haven't really started playing a lot of gigs solo until actually this this summer where I um, had this opportunity to play a gig at Giamia in Geneva solo and I and I played that gig and it ended up going very well and they asked me to come back every Monday so I play that every Monday in Geneva 5:30 to 8:30 half price pizza in case anyone wants to come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, um, I started playing solo and I kind of developed a repertoire and I kind of um, started playing, actually getting a good set of music for to play solo. And to me, um, I, I, I don't have a preference, uh, but I would say that for any type of gig uh, or any type of performance being prepared and having a um, a solid list of tunes or knowing what you're what you're going to do ahead of time is very important and what creates a good performance versus what I like best in the instrumentation I would say because I can have fun doing anything or playing with anyone yeah just being being a having a good performance and being prepared and have a good mindset towards it is I think would be the most important part in any type of performance it's kind of hard to just sing by yourself without anything. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I have done gigs where, like, just tracks and stuff, which I still do those sometimes, which are, they're all right. But it's, I, I personally like it better, especially if it's, like, a, like a big band. I performed with, uh, what was that one big band that um, Grant played in? Oh, uh, it was some young artist, big band. Yeah, I'm so not it sure. Was, I mean, it was kind of just put together, and they had gigs occasionally. I played with them. They, they were fun to play with. But uh, I definitely like combos and stuff playing with them and um, live 
music instead of recorded music a lot better because it just it's a lot easier to um, play around with. With tracks, you can't really change tracks unless you're like I don't know some like the DJ. The community. The commu I mean, I'm music magician. I said the communication. Is better. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I said that the communication is better with a live band versus a track. Yeah. It's hard to talk to an inanimate object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, that'll be it for our first round of questions. Now we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back after that. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is your co-host, Nate Wentz, with the Downtown St. Charles Partnership Podcast. We wanted to take a sponsored break here to thank Sterling Bank for their sponsorship of Jazz Weekend. We're very excited to have them, and they just built an amazing building on First Street in Downtown St. Charles. If you get a chance, go give them a visit. Thank you so much, Sterling Bank, for your sponsorship. We also want to take this moment to also thank Jack and Riley for coming on the show. They did an awesome job, and we were very happy to have them. Uh, if you're interested in coming in for the podcast, feel free to email me at n as in nancy went w-e-n as again as in nancy d as in dog t as in tom at downtown stcharles.org we'd be happy to have you on the show thank you very much for listening and let's get right back into it Let's get back a little bit onto the the, the history talk. So Riley, mm. we uh, we remember that you uh, sang on the Voice one time back in 2016. Kind of tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, that, yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because that that actually stemmed all the way back from 2015 when I was 15, because um, like auditions and stuff were at Navy Pier or whatever, and okay. so 7,000 people or whatever went to Navy Pier, and I was just like, I wasn't gonna go. The reason I did it, actually, to be completely honest, was at the time there was this girl that was older than me who I was friends with. And at the time, I, I don't know, I, I liked to um, show people that were older than me, like, up. I liked to, like, like show them that. Like, so you wanted to show her up. Yeah. Super competitive. You wanted to show her up. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to show her. Well, I, wanted, I just wanted to show her, like, because she was like, Riley, why don't you go on The Voice? I wanted to be super cool. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll sign up right now. So I signed up, and then the day, the next day, I learned I had to get up at like five in the morning. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And like my dad was like, I mean, you could go and like do it, or you could not go and regret it. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. So then the next morning, he drove me there. I basically just slept in Navy Pier on a chair, like in, with amidst like thousands of other people. And then they finally called our group. We walked up there. <clears throat> just sing in front of producers that, or whatever and he's like hey no, that was pretty good Here, here's like a card or whatever to go to the next audition thing I was like oh alright so then I just kept auditioning because there's a few auditions and stuff until you get to the actual TV one and then I got to the TV one eventually in uh, June and it was just it was dope because um, every, well, I don't know I was like I'm not saying I'm not young now but I was really young mindset then <laughs> because I didn't go through anything yet and um, basically um, I, my mindset was just let's just go do it you know and everybody was like before they go was like throwing up and getting all nervous and I'm like why is, let's get hyped like come on and I just go out there and have a good time and I, I honestly don't remember my audition at all because I like blacked out blacked out yeah, yeah. but um, it was it was I guess I did good because um, I advanced and stuff and that movie was pretty cool then I went through a few more rounds and um met some pretty famous people. Sammy Hagar was pretty dope too. And uh, Faith Hill, like Tim McGraw and stuff, and like all these people. And 
it just it was it was a cool experience to meet them and um, to know them for a little bit and uh, yeah basically just kind of it definitely matured me a little bit because um, it gave me a little bit of a fame thing to hopefully have again one day but you know what right now I'm chilling out so <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was very interesting it was a good experience it's cool yeah thanks um, for sharing that it's awesome yeah and of course we know the biggest performances are on jazz weekend yes. the voice doesn't count <laughs> jazz weekends where it's at yeah, yeah. Um, so have you guys both uh, performed at jazz weekend before yes okay yeah. we performed last year right yeah last year I performed at Vintage 53 which I'm doing again this year on Friday, so September seventh at seven, and you're doing the Philly stage. Uh, yes, I have. I have a few performances. I have um, one Thursday um, at the Wine Exchange. Uh, like I said before, Alex Murphy and I are performing Friday at the Filling Station. Um, I'm performing Saturday with the DePaul University Student Jazz Ensemble on the First Street Plaza. Um, and then Saturday evening at the filling station, and Sunday um, evening, uh, a solo performance at Francesca's by the river. And Riley, um, you're on here a couple times, I believe, as well. I think, I think only once. Oh, just once? Just, if, if I am. Yeah, I, you're like, surprise. No, uh, no, Friday uh, at Vintage 53 from 8 to 11, we, ha- we see you. Oh, 8 to 11? Oh, that's way better because I have class to five to four. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really nervous. Uh, scheduling. <laughs> I like it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So oh. what, what what's Jazz Weekend like to perform there and be able to, you know, just hang out at a restaurant and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, such like that? Uh, last year, um, I remember that Jazz Weekend was a pretty big success here in St. Charles. We had, uh, this year again, Dana Hall um, is going to perform, but he performed for the first time last year for Jazz Weekend, and Dana Hall will be one of Riley and I's professors next year at DePaul. He is the professor of jazz studies, the, one of the lead professors at DePaul. So he's, he, a, bi- he's a big deal in yeah, the jazz he, world. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a big deal. Um, you definitely shouldn't, if you're a jazz musician, definitely should know who Dana Hall is, or he's playing all the time around Chicago and a great teacher. Um, but he played here with his group Spring last year with um, some uh, very talented other musicians in that group. But um, I remember I remember him playing, and it kind of wanted everyone else and all the other musicians to perform at their highest level. Like, like you should always perform at your highest level and want to perform. But definitely having Dana here really uh, inspired everyone to have their stuff together and really put on a great show, which he definitely inspired me to. And it was really, it was really fun hanging out in the restaurants, like you said, and, and having some of the the good musicians, good Chicago musicians like Dana and everyone else in his group, um, hang out and listen to you later in the evening was really awesome. And, and having him play with you and, and having Frank Catalano here too. He's been here for the past few years. I think, um, he's another great musician from, from Chicago is really just, uh, is, pretty hype, I would say, uh, because it brings um, a, a new intensity to Jazz Weekend, at least for the musicians, to put on a great show. So I would say it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's a great time. Definitely the past few years that I've played it just keeps them getting better every year, so I'm, I'm excited. The, it's a great vibe. So what do you think about it, Riley? <laughs> oh, thanks, Jack. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Jazz Weekend was... I, I personally love Vintage 53. It's one of my favorite places to play at because I, I used to do, I've played there twice, two or three times before. And every time it's been really good. 
Um, I this year I'm playing obviously September 7th, but I'm playing December 22nd too. We were having scheduled for um, Christmas show, and like the Christmas show last year was like so fun, and like Jazz Weekend is just a really good experience because I remember last year on a break I just walked outside and Jack and like mm -hmm. this dude I didn't meet yet, Julian, who's now who I play with a lot now, who was a drummer. Uh, mm -hmm. I met them out there. I was like, hey man, like what's up? And like we're just talking, and and uh, it's a very nice uh, place for jazz artists to meet and. Yeah, it's a good hub. It's a good hang. So, do you guys ever, you guys have performed a lot, do you guys ever still get nervous in front of crowds, or do you guys ever get nervous before um, events or performances at all? Depends on the crowd size, because like, like if it's like me singing like jazz stuff, it can be like, a voice is like millions of people, and that, that wasn't too bad. But um, it was like <laughs> NBD. No, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. But like to me, well, I mean, it was a big deal. But like it wasn't the pe the size of the audience wasn't like too like stressful. Like there's like two things. If it's like a small crowd, I'm very nervous because that means I have to have more interaction, and like I have no interaction. I really need, I need to take like a, like you know how a speech class. I need to take like a some type of dance class or something to make me like be able to per, like interact better with the crowd. Mm -hmm. And then two like. <laughs> If I'm singing like some stuff I don't really know, like the, well, I do know, but like um, like I sang for the White Sox last year, the national anthem. And obviously, I know that song, but like you've seen so many people. Oh yeah. Time. So like I was so nervous, and like I ended up writing the initial of each of the first verse on my hand just to make sure I didn't mess up. I never looked at it, but I was just making sure I was like, if I mess up, I can just look there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it just really depends for me. Jack, mm -hmm. Jacqueline, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't even need us. Yeah. Like, you guys can just leave. You, the two of you can just rift with each other. Um, yeah, nerves are definitely still relevant in performance, I would say, for me. Uh, like Riley said, it kind of depends on the performance. Uh, if people are, if it's more of a concert and people are watching you and everyone's there for, for the music and instead of kind of like a, you're uh, more of a background thing, I definitely think that, the, that there's a little bit more nerves because it's um, a little bit more prepared and um, there's a lot more care a lot more about the about what's going on in that type of setting a little bit more uh, or if I have a new piece of music or I'm performing something new that I haven't performed live before could be could be a spark for some nerves definitely to see how what the crowd thinks or how they react to it but yeah definitely I still get nervous sometimes I, I think that I think it's healthy to get nervous because um, kind of shows that you care a little bit but yeah nerves are still there sometimes it's not not as bad as it used to be in the past, but definitely uh, sometimes I get nervous, yeah. Beyond St. Charles Jazz Weekend, which is obviously your favorite place to perform, <laughs> um, where where are some of your favorite places to perform or you guys have performed? Well, obviously I like the Bench 53 a lot, but um, mm -hmm. Jack, one of the first places I played Jack, actually the first place, was the, that uh, winery in Geneva, which was pretty kind of cool. I, mm. know that, I just remember that because that was like my first real gig. Yeah. I liked that. I played at Fitch... Fitzgerald's once. I just did like one song there with Grant's big band, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, well, not his big band, but the band he played with. Honestly, like any like restaurant that just has like a good like vibe in it, I like. So mm -hmm. it's, it's it's cool, and like benefits sometimes. Are yeah, I love performing around St. Charles and the, the western suburbs. It's so my my hometown and where I love to perform. But um, I have started last year. I had this this weekly performance at this cafe uh, in Lincoln Park uh, at La Pan Quotienne. Oh no way! Yeah, I was in California. When I was in California, I was yeah, in that place. yeah. Me and a couple buddies performed every 
Friday evening, right after class, we'd just uh, walk over there and perform for a couple hours. That was always a really good hang and a fun time. But, uh, <laughs> I uh, love that word. Just, it's, it's a, a really good hang. hang. Yeah. I, went to, I went to orientation. That's yeah. all they said. No, yeah. My orientation leader was like, okay, so that was the hang. This is the supreme hang. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, us old like, people are like, let's hang out. And you guys us are like, old people, you, you were like, how much older than I'm them? old to them, though. Oh, okay. Because yeah. um, we're like, I'm let's engineer. hang out. And then you guys are like, let's hang. You guys have cut out the out. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, another another um, place I love to perform is last year we, I mean, and um, my freshman jazz class created a like a kind of like a funk R and B band, and we called ourselves the Chilled Peaches. <laughs> it was just some some goofy name, but we threw a um, a funky funk show where it was just we invited all of our all of our friends and all of a bunch of people who we wanted to perform and and a bunch of people who we wanted to come hang out. We did it at this venue called Calm Home in East Garfield Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's in Garfield Park. So like, yeah, weird, it was like, it was cool. We're planning on throwing uh, another one this each quarter since we're on trimesters. We have in each quarter. But yeah, we we threw a, a, like a like a funk party show there. So um, we just invited all our friends and we played some music and we played some original music and uh, it was a great vibe. It was really cool. Had a couple bands there. But yeah, that was a great performance. I love to perform those and so I'm looking forward to the next one of those. But yeah, those are two uh, kind of drastically different performance yeah. <laughs> spaces. But uh, those are some of my good places to perform, favorite places. I'm also going to plug this one gig I have coming up here. I have never played at the Hungry Brain Jazz Club, but I have a gig there next Saturday on August 25th, and so I'm excited to play there, and hopefully that could be a regular thing. So. Well, you heard it first here, folks. Make sure to, to give Jack, uh, if, you're, if you're in the area, go over to, uh, yeah. what was the place called again? The Hungry Brain. Make sure to go to the Hungry Brain. Check Jack yes. out. Yeah. He'll be at Jazz Weekend, too. But. Yes, yeah. I will. People want to find out where you're performing or any information mm -hmm. about you. What's the best way to get in contact or or just to you know, stalk you guys a little bit I, more? My Instagram is at Jack underscore Macklin underscore. You can, you can follow me. I post some goofy pictures now and again. Uh, uh, my Facebook page is a little bit more professional where I post all my most of my shows at Jack Macklin Music. I think it's my just Jack Macklin on there. And then my personal Facebook page as well. Uh, you can find most of my performances and stuff that I'm doing. So give me a follow and a like. <laughs> Love it. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> yes, please subscribe. Um, I, um, I have an Instagram, so it's like no like spaces. It's just Riley W. Elmore. Thank God. That's it. And um, basically... I don't. I need to post more about my gigs. I just, just kind of like I forget. But uh, <laughs> but whenever I have like new music come out, I I always post on there. Mm -hmm. I don't have a Facebook. I used to. I lost my password. It's not a big deal. It just makes me really mad. But um, <laughs> uh, and then Twitter is um just Riley Elmore. I think it might be Riley Walmore too. But um yeah, I post a lot of weird stuff on there as well. But uh not like bad stuff, but just like really random things. So um yeah, just look on there and you can probably find some details and uh, yeah. Sweet. Thank you, Riley and Jack, for coming on the show, for coming on the podcast, and for sharing your time and stories with us. Be sure to check out Jack and Riley during Jazz Weekend. Check out the full schedule at stcjazzweekend.com on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. That concludes our What's Up Downtown, and be sure to check out Jazz Weekend on September 6th through the 9th. And that's What's Up Downtown. Downtown.
Ready? Okay, there we go. Pennies in a stream Falling leaves of sycamore Moonlight in Vermont Icy finger waves Ski trails on a mountainside Snow light in Vermont Telegraph cables How they sing down the highway Travel each bend in the road People who meet In this romantic setting So hypnotized by the lowly Evening summer breeze Warbling of a metal lark Moonlight in Vermont. I love how I went back to three. <laughs> Moonlight in Vermont. I went back to three. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs>